it. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Hour number two. Our uh, heartfelt thank you to Nick Mick, um, NCMIC, for making it possible to clear some of these uh, very worthwhile uh, live reads and uh, commercials throughout the entire year, but seemingly more so this year. Food Bank of Iowa, the, the, the country, has a major food insecurity problem. Iowa's no different. COVID decimated our economy, and the holiday season is especially challenging. Folks have lost precious work hours or their employment altogether, and many are struggling to put food on the table. If you need help, if you can help, please visit foodbankofiowa.com. Food Bank Iowa. Food Bank Iowa. I said the wrong address. Foodbankiowa.org. It's .org. Um, so please give that some thought if you're in a position to do so. Hour number two, we're going to talk with Bama Bob coming up here in about, oh, 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. or so. We'll go around college football with Bama Bob. We will take a look back at the championship games, take a look forward at some of the bowl games. Um, biggest takeaway from the weekend for you before we get back? Uh, just real quick, because I want to do some NFL stuff. Biggest? What was your what? Which championship game stayed with you? Longer? I think the SEC. Uh huh. Just because Florida went pretty well. They scored, mm-hmm. and we knew their defense was you know problematic. I tried to bring this up to you guys a couple of times with Alabama. They're a lot better than they were. Hmm. But this is not a defense, certainly a past Alabama defenses that we've right, seen. Right. And against a Florida team that's talented, that has guys that can make plays offensively. Yeah. Which quarterback do you like better, those two that played? Jones or Trask? At the next level? At the next level. Trask. I do too. I do too. I remember the first time we saw him, we said, yeah. <laughs> that guy's got, I mean, he just arm punts it out uh-huh. there. There's no arm strength. How right. do you develop arm strength like that? Is it just the confidence? He can spin it, Trent. Because <laughs> you go back and watch his first couple of games. He was bad. Mm-hmm. He looked like, sure, he's not left-handed. He's throwing with the wrong arm. Yeah. He's just throwing bullets. But I think for the next level, it's Trask. But Jones I could a great probably player. be Don't swayed. Get, yeah, Jones is a good player, but but Trask, is he's taking the biggest steps forward, yes. in my opinion. But to Alabama's defense, and I'm with you, Dylan Moses is a, I don't want to say a liability. That's not fair to him. But this is... If you've got a quarterback as Trask, and if you've got weapons like they do in Pitts and number five, he was a problem all night long. Um, so once we get to Trevor Lawrence, who can throw the ball, obviously, I think Clemson can win this thing. Well, I think, I think any of the four could win this. I give Notre Dame no shot. See, and that's where I break away. Notre Dame, I think, has the most complete defense of the four. Oh, mm, Clemson's pretty good defensively. Pretty good defensively. Uh, But they've had their holes themselves. Okay. One of those games, something funky happens, there's a pick six. Normally, it's inevitable. It's Alabama-Clemson. And it's still likely it's going to be inevitable that it's going to be. But if either of those games go the other way, I wouldn't be as shocked as I would have been some of the past years. So Alabama's, what, a three-touchdown favorite? Yeah. Almost like 20, 18, 19, something like that. I'm, 
I think that's going to go higher by the time kickoff comes. Uh-huh. And if it's three touchdowns, if it's 20 or plus, I'm grabbing the Irish. Well, I was dead wrong this past weekend. I thought they were going to roll Florida. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd score every time they had the football, and they almost did. But I thought that they would at least mix in a stop or two, and they couldn't. They couldn't. So that's why I think Trevor Lawrence and Clemson's got a chance. Boy, the country trend, I thought it, it kind of felt like the last couple of years, and I never understood it, maybe until this year. And maybe it's these columns that you've been referring to that, and, the, and, the, and your take on college football. We're losing our way. Mm-hmm. I, my take on it, well, there's, boy, sure a lot of foot, uh, sports fans are seemingly are cutting off their nose to spite their face. They're not going to watch the championship game. And I never understood that. It's not that I'm not going to watch it, but I understand now their their take behind it. That, you know, this is kind of a private club championship. Mm-hmm. This isn't really... Now, look, I don't think Cincinnati would make an impact in it. But maybe, I mean, not not maybe. Once we get to the end of the television contracts, it's time to for inclusion. I don't want to go any more than eight. I don't think you need to go any more than eight. But it's time we allowed some of these group of five schools to measure themselves against the Blue Bloods of college football. We have, uh, this is the seventh year of the college football playoff. You know how many teams have qualified? So, Four teams a year. Yeah, so... Um, Seven years. So how many teams have qualified? Fourteen. Eleven. Really? Alabama six times, Clemson six times, Ohio State and Oklahoma four each, Notre Dame twice, and single appearances for LSU, Oregon, Georgia, Florida State, Michigan State, and Washington. Huh. USC's never been there. <laughs> UCLA's never been there. Wisconsin's never been there. Mm-hmm. Iowa's never been there. Mm-hmm. We can play this game for long. Mm-hmm. Penn State mm-hmm. has never been there. Michigan has never been there. Texas has never mm-hmm. been there. Mm. It's not now, set when up. you put it that way, yeah, this is set up. Ultimately, we're at the point where it's set up for two. There are two teams that go into national championship, yeah, and they'll, and they'll be in the conversation again next year, and the year after mm-hmm. that, and the year after that, and the year after that, and until Saban uh-huh. hangs it up or something happens to that program, which doesn't seem like it's going to. No. I mean, look at the recruiting classes. Yeah, it's the year. All right, so just real quick on that, I want to talk about your Bears for a second. You do, I do. I want to talk about them because Trent, I I haven't been as glued to the Bears as obviously a lot of the audience is. Oh, but consider yourself lucky because it's been <laughs> awful. But Trent, what I've seen this last couple of weeks, I don't understand the, especially after yesterday. Look, the the the, the interception in the in the end zone was egregious, right? Mm-hmm. The offensive line is good. David Montgomery. Is really good. Mitch Trubisky, dare I say, looks like a serviceable NFL quarterback, one that you can't cut? I mean, you got to resign him, don't you? Well, and that's the part. So they didn't resign him. They didn't right. give him the extra year. And he's not signing for a year. Right. Because with the way he's played, Mitchell Trubisky's going to have options at this point. So they beat Jacksonville. Next week. They certainly should. And Green Bay has nothing to play for because, for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, they have a two-game lead. Right. So they coast in, and the Arizona loses. It's as simple as that. The Bears go 2-0, and and Arizona loses a game. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Taking and, on, they're going to New Orleans. All right. And they lose 27-16. Eh, hung around, had mm-hmm. a chance. 
Late touchdown puts him away. You're just circling the wagons again? Yes. You are. I, I think you have to. You're well, giving no, no, a four-year, $70 million contract to Trubisky. What's he done these last two games? I mean, the Jacksonville and the Green Bay game. Played well. Okay, then I think you have to. I think you do. I don't want to get sucked into this. He I sucks. get it. He's Trip, but when you roll him out of the pocket, his throws are accurate. Again, the 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 toss in the end zone, you can't make the triple cover. I mean, come on. And that's still part of what it you is. get with him. I know. It's the Mitchell Trubisky experience. But when he runs, when he uses his legs, when that offensive line is giving him time, as they have, when you've got a threat of the running game, which is built on Trubisky now being a threat to throw the football, this Bears offense is not as bad as... The rest of the season looks. The Bears just stayed with Trubisky. He, of course, had that injury there. Mm-hmm. But if he was just a starter throughout, well, they don't have the comeback. Was that against Atlanta when uh, Foles killed yeah. him? But are they better than 7-7 seven and seven right now? Well, look at Foles didn't light him up by any means. Not. Now, he played against... I, th- I think if you looked at the schedule, you would see full, the games that Foles played were, for the most part, all playoff teams, mm-hmm. right? Do you mm-hmm. have them? When he came in, so the Atlanta game, yeah, the Colts, which they the playoff team, Tampa, who they beat, okay, Carolina, they won that one, stinks, not playoff, stinks, yeah, Rams, good team, playoff team, Saints, playoff team, and then Titans, playoff team. Before they uh, jump back here with the Vikings, Packers, and what we've seen here recently, so they'd be eight and six. They'd be in the playoffs right now if they just would have stuck with Trubisky. Arizona would be on the outside looking in. I think this says more about Nagy. I'm still. I'm not a Ryan Pace fan, yeah, and I don't think he knows how to build a roster at the highest level. But if they get to that point, Nagy deserves another year. I think so too. And the offensive line trend's been a big part of it. Mm-hmm. They really have. They look. They look like an offensive line should look. We've got to take a timeout. We'll get back to the college game. It's uh, eleven fifteen here. Miller and Condon with you until noon. Mister Monday Night makes an appearance before we get out of here at noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point three FM. It's basketball season in Hawkeye country, and we've got you covered. Previews before the games, recaps the next day. Enjoy the ride with us, Hawkeye fans, right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM, KXNO. Vasectomies. Yes, we're talking vasectomies. It's Trent Condon from KXNO. If your family is complete, the time is now to get on the horn and make your appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa. The time for my vasectomy is coming up. I set up my appointment with a great group of doctors at the Urology Center of Iowa. It was easy to do, and you can do it as well. Now is the time to maximize your insurance benefits before the end of the year. Call 515-400-3550. Again, 400-3550. To set up your appointment today or go online, iowauro.com. That's iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. No ice packs or bags of... Elliot's Northbrook, Illinois. Station 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Uh, as we get back to college football, Bama Bob momentarily. Uh, we have a couple of nuggets coming out of Gary Barta's Zoom conference mm-hmm. uh, with the media. He did confirm, Trent, uh, your uh, report from earlier that there are indeed other positive cases within the coaching staff uh, of the football program. 
Uh, and he said the deficit, which he thought was going to be the athletic department deficit, he, he estimated it would be somewhere around $75 million. That number down, down to somewhere between 40 and 60 So still bad, mm-hmm. but not as bad. TV does pay a lot of bills. And they got a lot of games in. Mm-hmm. SEC played. Bama, good to talk to you, uh, as always. Uh, the SEC got uh-huh. through 69 of their 71 games. Oh, wow. Which is pretty damn good. That's really impressive. Uh, in a pandemic. Bama, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, and, and what makes that stat even more impressive to me, Ken, is they played a full season. It was over the, you know, what, 10 weeks. So there was really no... Now, they, they reshuffled a lot, and they built a lot into that, a lot of contingencies in. Right. You know, we had games on the day of the, the championship game, but... They got the games in. Um, whether that was the right thing or wrong thing, that'll be judged, mm-hmm. I guess, in the future. But, you know, the bottom line is, like you said, almost, what, over 90%. Pretty good in these days. Indeed it is. So uh, building up that athletic department coffers by playing these games and hopefully basketball will uh, continue forward and uh, we'll all get through this and maybe not as uh, as gloomy. And look, it's still not, it's not good by any means, but maybe not as bad. Well, Bama, we've got our four playoff teams. We know that we're set. When you saw the list uh, that came out, and good God, they started at 11 o'clock in the morning yesterday. That thing went <laughs> until 3 o'clock. Now, I, I, it really and truly was. My gosh, get through it, would you please? Now, I saw the first hour, and then I switched to the NFL because mm-hmm. I knew Twitter would sure. handle the rest. Um, but the four playoff teams, Bama, it, was there – I think they got it right. I know that there's um, – look, they kept dropping Cincinnati. It became pretty apparent that Cincinnati's not going to get an opportunity to be one of those four right. teams. Now – Going forward in the years, once these television contracts and the uh, and the uh, playoff contract is up, which it is in a couple of years, I fully anticipate that the blowback from this year is going to be an impetus to expand that, but we're not at that at this point. Did Notre Dame, in your mind, deserve the four as they were awarded uh, yesterday? I, You know, Ken, this is so tough for me because really all you're doing is comparing them against Texas A&M. I mean, that's, that's the only comparison. Um I don't know that they did because, and again, I go back to, I know everybody talks about, you know, well, if Lawrence would have played week one, Clemson would have won. I think from looking at that game yesterday, you might be able to draw that conclusion. Um, I, listen, Texas A&M has one loss. It's to the number one team, the consensus number one team in the country. It was a big loss. I think it was 52-24, something like that. But it was also early in what, they've run off seven in a row, whatever it is now. Kellum. I think we just lost. We nope. did. We just lost Bama. Well, we'll re-hook uh, him up. Yeah, let me find Texas A&M's loss when it was. Uh, it was week number two. So, yes, they opened their season by beating Vandy, then lost Alabama. Look, beat a good Florida team. As we saw Florida on Saturday night, they pushed Alabama, beat them by a field goal. Uh, beat LSU, beat Auburn, and then just crushed Tennessee this uh, this past weekend. Notre Dame was number two going into it. They the Clemson game. They had a late touchdown. I think this was thirty four to three for the most part for the longest time in that football game uh, on Saturday. Uh, I was okay the way they left it, um, but. There was a lot of people that didn't think that they should, and that's what's one of the positive things, in my opinion, about this college football playoff. The conversation, the debate, 
Um, the arguments that it generates, it keeps college football on the front burner. And if you're a college, I mean, that's that's what I think one of the uh, um, that's one of the I guess check that box positively. Let's get back to Bama. Bama, finish your point on Notre Dame before your phone shot craps there. Yeah, um, listen, I, I think I would have put Texas A&M in, uh, and it's because of the listen. They lost one game to Alabama. It was a big loss but it was to the number one team. Uh, I think they're a more dangerous team than Notre Dame is. But the problem that they faced was always going to be, you know, we've seen the committee, or, or not, maybe not the committee, but we've seen the Big Ten change the rules for Ohio State. Okay, they changed it to get them in the playoff, and they changed it for, you know, the number of games. And, the, and now they've changed the rules for your quarantine, quarantine so yep. they can have as full of a team as possible yep. uh, when they play Clemson. If the problem that, that A&M had was the playoff committee was never going to give up Alabama versus Notre Dame as a 1-4 for Alabama A&M. The, the only hope that they really had, I think, was for Ohio State to somehow have lost that game Northwestern. And for a while it, it looked like it. they might. It looked like they could have. Yeah. And to get them in at three to where they were going to play Clemson, if, that, if they could have lined up against anybody except Alabama, I think they would have had a shot. The problem is one that you know you couldn't you couldn't jump them from five to three. Uh, I don't think, um, and so that that was really what they were facing. I, I think they're a better. I think they beat Notre Dame head to head. I think it, or you know at least it's a really close game. I don't really have an argument, you know, objecting to Notre Dame. I just don't think they're going to be able to hang uh, with Alabama. Maybe they proved me wrong. Uh, that defense was certainly leaky uh, again on a Saturday night. But um, did they get it right? I don't know what is right this year, but I would have put A and M in ahead of Notre Dame. Guys, uh, let's go around college football. Trent, well, the the, uh, the Power Five champion, but I do want to get to some of the really cool stories from over the weekend. The San Jose State mm-hmm. story, Trent. You've been on this team for a while now. Love it. Um, and and they and they finished the deal, which was just awesome for them. But Friday night began, uh, well, I guess it began with a little action. You know what, Trent? Go ahead and brag on yourself. This was a <laughs> hell of a pick. This now I don't know when you'd seen Ball State. I wish I would have because mm-hmm. I got sucked into the Buffalo. They can't stop the. I mean, they talk a two headed running back. There, no one can stop them. You said not so fast. You the wrong team was favored. Well, and, and it was more of an analytical thing that I had read about it. Most everybody agreed that numbers wise, yeah, Buffalo is the better side. It didn't prove out to be that way. But it was just the point spread was so far off mm-hmm. that the point spread said this should be around a touchdown, and they were favored by two. That was 13.5 is what it went off. So that's more of it. It was an analytical play, and that's what you can get into, especially in conferences like the MAC, the Sun Belt Conference USA, where the point spread is just way off for whatever reason, and you get that narrative that you bought into. This run game... Buffalo is going to run it all over the place. Yep. There's other components, too, and a pretty good story there for Ball State. You know, we've talked about Leopold. He was up for the Illinois job. Kid from UW-Whitewater for a long time, winning D3 National Championships. He's done a nice job. I wonder what he could do with the Big Ten program. He's done a nice job at Buffalo, but a fun game overall, and Ball State, not an easy place to win, getting to a conference championship. Mm. Impressive. Yeah, look, I'm glad Bielema's got the gig. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad he's back in the Big Ten, particularly in the Big Ten West. Bama, the uh, the Pac-12 championship on, on Friday night. Um, look, it was a surprise that Oregon got to participate. It took Washington not being able to answer the COVID bell for them to get in that spot in the first place. 
I'd seen you'd seen them too. Uh, USC play a number of times throughout the regular season. I've never been sold on them. I haven't. Slovis is okay. I don't think he took the steps forward. But they beat both Arizona schools. They beat Utah before Utah got good. Washington State's meh. Uh, I thought UCLA was going to win that football game, and they did for fifty nine minutes and what was it, Trent? Thirty seven <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, good for Oregon, I guess. And now they get Iowa State, but. Just just your thoughts on USC Oregon from Friday night? Yeah, how about the last two for UCLA? By the way, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. the way they got beat, the, both of them, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. Look, I, I thought Oregon was the better team. I, I, I think I picked them. Um, I'm with you. I'm not totally sold on USC, and I, I wasn't last year. Listen, they, they've got a big decision to make. Clay Helton, yeah. he's a nice guy. He's a good coach. I don't know that he is ever. You know, you say never, who knows, but um, I don't know that he's a guy to take USC back to where they think they belong. Oregon is coming, guys. I mean, they. I think they've got the right guy in Cristobal. They've locked him up. Um, you know, you start looking around that division, you know, Washington, new guy uh, in Lake, so you don't know really what you're going to get from him. They played four home games this year. Um it, traditionally, they're they're one of the better teams. I just think you know, and you look in the South. I think Arizona State's coming too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, again, you know, for USC, and you know, they've got a a really star-studded coaching staff with Edwards and Marvin Lewis running that defense. How about that? And and these are guys that aren't looking for other gigs. From everything you read, these are guys that are happy where they're at. They've made their money. They've done their time. Marvin Lewis not looking to get back in the NFL. You don't see him really with his name attached to any kind of jobs. He's there to run the defense for Herm Edwards, and that is one hell of a coaching staff at a school like Arizona State. And you got Antonio Pierce. So, listen, Oregon, I think, is the best team in the Pac-12. I think they're going to – they've been that way for maybe a while. Uh, I think they're going to reestablish that. And as much as I love Iowa State, they're going to have their hands full, but – Kudos to the Cyclones, man, in that Big 12 game. It looked like they were going to get run out of the building, yep. and they didn't. I know there's no moral victories. I get it. Um, but that was a that was an impressive performance. And I feel bad for Brock Purdy, man, because uh, you know, I don't know what he was doing on that third down play. You had another play, lived for another play. And, you know, just to kind of – I don't know if he lost track of the down or what it was, but uh, good showing for them. But, yeah, that Pac-12 was fun. Fun for me locally here, man. Again, Bill Clark, UAB, second conference. I know nobody cares, but what that guy has done at UAB is just phenomenal. He won another conference championship game on the road against Marshall Friday night. That's two in three years. He played for another one. The guy, I mean, how teams aren't looking at him, I don't I don't know. But um, maybe he doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, but, yeah, fun, fun, fun stuff Friday night. Indeed, uh, and you know, Oregon's without their best running back, and they're without their best receiver, yeah. and, and Devin Williams. At least Williams didn't play the last two games. We'll see if he's ready, Trent. And with all that going on, guess what, Bama? Ken was watching Rutgers, Nebraska. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Guilty. Of course he was. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. It was a good football game. Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, it was a close football game. It was game. a close football game. All right. I'll give you right. that. Uh, so, uh, Trent, we've talked about the Big 12. Uh-huh. Bama's just uh, chimed in on the on the Big 12. Let's move on because I do want to take a look at some of these big bowls. But, Bama, you're right. No, I go back to the, just, just one more quick thing on Iowa State. Um, that final drive when they uh, on what would be their final series, Brock Purdy's got all that green grass in front of him. Instead of trying to squeeze yeah. the ball into Chase Allen, just take off, pick up ten. Then it's a whole different part of the playbook you're in. Maybe you don't false start on back to back plays. You don't get to that point where you you know you you pick up a few yards. I think uh, Hutchinson grabbed picked up ten yards on a play, got out of bounds prior to the uh, the game-ending interception. But uh, good for Iowa State, as you said. It looked like they were going to get run out of the building. They came back as they have all season long. Remarkable season out of Iowa State, and they'll get a chance to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, Indiana won't. They're going to be in the Outback Bowl. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Northwestern and uh, Ohio State. Trent, you go first on that one. Northwestern for the longest time, and I know this is going to bug you and piss you off, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. Darren Ravel. Yeah. Yeah. Trent, he sold his ticket for six. So to, if you don't know the story, Rovell, uh, you know Darren Rovell for the most part. He is a Northwestern grad, and he bet what, Trent, prior to the season? 1,500, something like that? I a think thousand? it was, yeah, right around 1,000. See, he bet uh, Northwestern to win the Big Ten. He's holding a significant ticket that would have paid him over $200,000. So you, you've got the cash-out option. And prior to the game, should you cash out, it's 20 thousand dollars. Everybody thinks he's nuts because Northwestern has to win the game for him to win the game. As the game's going on, all of a sudden it's 35000 It's 45000 It gets into the 70s. Wow. And they're doing this on Twitter the whole time. Trent, I was caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Is Ravel going to hedge? Is he going to sell? Is he going to is he going to put all his chips into the, into the middle of the table and just let it ride? Well, he sold for 67000 and put that money in his pocket. Pretty good move. Uh, and he did it at the right time because Northwestern would fall as, as Ohio State got it going. It was uh, a game that I didn't see a whole lot of because of what was yeah, happening same at way. the same I was time. Watching the Cyclones, yeah. Had the Cyclones on, had the Iowa Gonzaga game right. happening, so didn't see a whole lot of it. I was shocked. Yeah. I, I was absolutely shocked, but I guess I shouldn't be with Fitz. It's the a dude, 10-6 game at halftime, Trent. Yeah. He just he knows how to coach. Northwestern isn't the most talented team no. in the West. They shouldn't be hanging with Ohio no. State. No. Yet they do it. They did it two years ago in the championship game. They did it again here. More than anything, that's my takeaway. The guy's a wizard. Pat Fitzgerald, yeah. that guy, he knows how to coach as well as... Did you see Schefter's report that there's two or three teams that are asking permission to interview him? Not a surprise. He's had hope opportunities he in the past. I know. I hope yeah, he get stays. him out of the big time. We don't need him there. <laughs> uh, Bama, your takeaway on uh, Ohio State struggling to beat Northwestern. I know they had a lot of guys that couldn't answer the bell due to COVID, so they were shorthanded. But your take on the Big Ten? Yeah, that was, you know, listen, thank God, you know, for them, thank God for Trey Sermon. I mean, wow. you know, without, what is it, 331 yes. yards yep. uh, on the ground for that guy? I mean, I don't know what kind of record that is, but it's got to be something. Uh-huh. Um, look, you're right on Fitzgerald and Northwestern. I mean, they've just done a great job all year. So it was so, listen, to hold them to 22 for the game mm-hmm. is amazing. When I saw that score come across at halftime, I'm like, wait a minute, I got to start paying attention to this that was one of those that i just kind of you know had in the back of your mind kind of maybe had written off a little bit yeah i just want to get away from them a good season all that and then you start looking at it and you start paying attention and and by the way i would have done the exact same thing rovell did i don't you know when that thing got to around 70 i'm like done 
because you could kind of, you, you know, you just had a feeling. Northwestern just couldn't, they couldn't extend the lead. They couldn't get out to more than one score. If they had gotten out to, you know, maybe 12, 13 points, then you're like, ah, oh, you know what? You know, Fields, he might have to throw it now, and he really struggled to throw the mm-hmm. football. And, um, you know, but, but as long as they were within that one score, you kind of figured that at some point talent should take over, and it did. But uh, I've seen the same thing on Fitzgerald, man. I mean, and listen, he, he's if, – if you're going to hire Matt Rule from Baylor, I don't know why. If that guy – if he wants an NFL job, I think now's the time for him to get it because what he's done all year is, is pretty amazing. But, you know, listen, the Big Ten, they got what they wanted, okay? They bent all the rules, every rule they could bend to get Ohio State into the playoff and into that, into that game and into the playoff. They bent them. They're still bending them. They got what they want. And now they get Clemson. So I think it's going to be one and done. But, yeah, good luck with that. Um, but we'll see. And, but again, kudos to Northwestern. Great season. Uh, nobody saw that coming. Nobody really saw it, you know, expected it or anything like that. But um, they're legit. I mean, that defense was good, but they just got beat by better talent and better athletes. Indeed they did, especially coming off the year that they had as bad as they were last year. Trent, the ACC, uh, Clemson. Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame scored a uh, a touchdown late in the in the football game. I think it was thirty four to three or something at one point. Lawrence was unbelievable. ATN running the football was terrific. Book was running for his life the entire day. Boy, he's a tough son of a gun. Your takeaway in the ACC. Clemson on a revenge game. Is there anybody better over the last mm. half decade? I don't think you can find. Boy, anybody. That Rogers kid's fast, isn't he? Yeah, they. Ooh. They take it to another level. They're already incredibly talented, but then you put that chip on the shoulder, whatever it is, and they're incredible. I think they should be the favorite to win the college football playoff right now. Vegas disagrees with me. Mm-hmm. Which what is good like? if you like clubs. Yes, <laughs> look at the future market. In fact, as we're uh, talking, I might just wager a little bit on that right now. That took it to another level. Talent, chip on the shoulder. They got everything. Remember, LSU got them a year ago, though it's a different team in Alabama. I like Clemson now to win this whole thing. Uh, Bama, your take on the ACC? Yeah, again, you know, listen, if I'm with Trent, I think Clemson is the favorite to win. Or they're not the favorite. They should be the favorite. Um, Trevor Lawrence is just on another level. Uh, Etienne is just can do anything on a football field. And their defense is solid. They've got great great wide receivers. Yep, great wide receivers that – you know, you know, Devontae Smith gets a lot of credit, as he should, mm-hmm. as does John Mechie. And, man, good Lord, did that he light up that Florida oh, defender. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. He knocked him into next week, and that was as clean a hit as yep. you'll ever see, Yep. Um, by the way. But, listen, Dabo knows how this game is played, okay? And I think you can see it happening already, okay? When he, at the end of the game, well, if you saw it, they asked him about Trevor Lawrence and the Heisman, and he went into this whole big Dabo speech about how the Heisman should want to attach their name to Trevor Lawrence. And listen, I don't think Trevor Lawrence should win it. I'm not sure he will win it. But I think what Dabo's doing is he knows probably an Alabama player is going to win it. Mm -hmm. And if these two teams play yet again, that puts a collective chip on that entire Clemson team's shoulder uh, to go to bat for Trevor Lawrence. But Listen, they're as good as anybody, and if they get in the playoff, I'm, I'm sorry, if they you know, get by Ohio State and face Alabama again and win, then they have. you have to say now they are 
they're the standard. They will have taken a crown from Alabama as the standard. It's it's not by a wide margin, but it would be by a margin because that would be three out of four national championship games. But they, man, when they get going, when they're motivated, they're as scary as anybody. Um, and you know, only the Jets could screw up. By Unbelievable. Winning. And you know. <laughs> And uh, as a Titans fan, I don't want to see Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, mm. but it looks like that's what's going to happen. Yeah, as I said to Trent, uh, the left guard would have started a quarterback for the Jets yesterday. Frank Gore would have been the nose tackle. The offensive line would have been uh, yes. been, been DBs for the next three weeks. Whatever it takes to lose, <laughs> what should have happened at yeah. then. So, Trent, let me exactly. ask you this. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, the same question at some point. Um Three guys, Heisman candidates. I mean, Najee Harris, you got to include him. Yeah. Mac Jones is a quarterback. It's a quarterback award. But Devonta Smith, is he the – I mean, how do you, Trent, get rank the Alabama Heisman potential winner? It would be Smith one, yeah. Harris two, Jones, Jones three. three. Is That's that how a, we do it. Is, I, is, go ahead. Well, yeah, go ahead, Bam. I'd like to hear your order. It's hard to argue with that. Listen, Mac Jones has had a, a – a, sensational year okay and from where he came from last year as just a oh man okay you know this is the guy after Tua uh or you know to babysit the job until right you know the next guy gets here and he's taken and he's run with it and he's probably going to be a first round draft pick and who, who would have seen that coming mm-hmm. you know who would have seen that coming um but listen Najee Harris I don't think is getting enough recognition and Devontae Smith is great. Okay, I've told you before, to me, he reminds me of Marvin Harrison. He is a great route runner. He just kind of looks like him. He has great hands. He, you know, he, he's, he's as fast as he needs to be. Um, but he's open a lot. Okay. And a lot of that is by design. Sarkeesian calls up great plays. Boy, he's good. Um, Najee Harris, I mean, those touchdowns that he had, you know, that spit, that re- kind of reverse spin move. Uh huh. By the goal uh, line. On that one. Yeah. yeah. Three was it? Three receiving touchdowns. The guy can catch out of the backfield. He's as tough as they've had since Derrick Henry was there. Um, I mean, he's got to be right there. I don't know that he will be, but you start looking at the stats and that running game and what he provides them and how it opens up everything else. He probably be second, and then and then Jones third. Listen, Jones still gets a little. When pressure gets around him, he still gets a little happy, okay? And, and he's missed some throws. And I know we're nitpicking here, or I am, uh, because he's been great all year. But in big games against good teams, he misses a few throws. So I would have him rank Smith. I would have him Smith, Harris, Jones. And I would probably have Trask somewhere in the middle and then Lawrence fifth if you want to look at the top five for the Heisman. It's going to be a hell of a vote. Um, uh, Trent, um yeah. What else have we got to do? Did we finish them all? I think we we did. We finished them all. Um, Bama. Let me put. Let's do this. We've got a few games before. We're going to reconvene next week, uh, but we do have a couple of interesting games. Not the one today necessarily. Uh, but it'll be on the teal turf, though. Is that where it is? The first ever bowl game played in South Carolina. Uh, BYU and UCF, and then on Christmas Day, Buffalo Marshall. I was surprised Marshall never put up a fight at all on Friday. They've been night. terrible the last couple of weeks. They have. That's a team that maybe is checked out. Uh, which of those two, Bama? Would you, if you, if uh, you could only watch one? I mean, will you watch one of those two? I mean, I know you will, but does does either yeah. one of them move the needle more than the other? I like the UCF BYU game. I just, you know, listen. I like Wilson, the quarterback. Um, yep. UCF is one of those teams that, 
you know, what the last two or three years that, you know, they go undefeated, they beat Auburn or, you know, the whole, you know, fine, we're national champions, whatever. Um, you knew they weren't going to be able to sustain that level and they haven't. Um, but they're still a good team. And I think this has got, this has the potential, I think, to be a really entertaining game. Both these teams putting over, over 40 a game, averaging over 500 yards a game. Um, BYU's defense is a little better, but you really got to look at that schedule. I mean, the schedule is, is, is really, you know, we start against Coastal. It, it's really starting to kind of come out now that they, who have they really played? So that one to me moves the needle a little bit. The Marshall Buffalo, it is really hard to get excited for that one. Although I do want to see the running back for Buffalo play, mm-hmm. um, just because of the numbers that he put up that one game. But I did watch Marshall a good bit against UAB on Friday night, just, you know, for the Conference USA, just because it's the local team and, and Trent's right. That looked like a team that, that is just they just the fact they're in a game, I bowl game to me is a little bit surprising. They didn't look like they wanted any more this season. Um you know, other than that, man, feel so bad for Army. Me too. Not that they're a great team. Um but if a two and eight South Carolina can get a bowl bid and an eight and two Army team can't, um I, and listen, I think they had a bid. I just think the bowl game got canceled. Independence right? Bowl, yeah, that's, but, where, that's where they were yeah, going to going begin. to Shreveport. But for if you can, if you yeah. can't pull some strings and get them in the Armed Forces Bowl, yeah, exactly. I mean Mississippi Something, State anything. with three wins is it? I was shocked, Nebraska, yeah. uh, because Sip had said uh, Nebraska is going to play in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. The Military Bowl doesn't want to cancel on Monday. They don't. They want, but they can't find an opponent for Army. There's just can't no one out there. Team. Yep. Can't find another yep. team. I think Army's. It's a, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I think mean, Army's going to be one of those schools, guys, that you know, if you're into horse racing, also eligible. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's sitting on the outside. If if a team has to scratch, Army's going to draw in to a to a game to a to a bowl game potentially. They say they'll play anybody. We don't need much notice at all. Just give us forty eight hours. We can get there. Tell us who we're playing, where we're playing, and we'll be there. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised because this is COVID after all. Mm-hmm. If we do have a school that's unable to answer the bell because of numbers, we're we speaking of bells. We got bells going off here, Bama. That we're way over on time. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, Bama. We'll Doctor. start on Monday. Uh, have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for doing this. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, and then we'll get into the big bulls as the season, as the uh, week goes on. But appreciate you coming on today. Always enjoy it, guys. Merry Christmas to everybody. Have a please have a safe, uh, be smart, and have a safe uh, holiday. And let's uh, get back together Monday. Well said. We certainly will. Take care, Bama. Good to talk to you, Bama you Bob. Today. You can follow him on Twitter at Bama Bob as we uh, get our final time out in here. Yeah, just disappointed that Army doesn't have mm-hmm. an unbelievable. They'll find a spot. There will be a game for them. I think so too, Trent. I think that there's going to be, sadly, what we're seeing throughout the course of the season was about. Eighteen percent, I think, of the games were canceled. Mm-hmm. Well, we still got twenty-five bowl games. Is that how many there are? Something like that. I think it went from forty-two to twenty-five, and and we've got one of them at one thirty for crying out loud. And a big number, twenty-one. I saw Williams. He's all about the over in this one. Is he? Come on, come on, Williams. <laughs> yeah. Well, you really handicapped the North Texas App State total. 
They're going to sing the anthem. He's going to fire on it. So are you. Uh, We'll come back. Who's Mr. Monday Night playing tonight? We'll uh, get that before we skedaddle on out of here. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. KXNO and iHeartRadio Des Moines are taking our Salvation Army Red Kettle campaign online this year. You can virtually donate right now by going to KXNO.com. We're also in a competition with other radio stations here in the building. So not only does every dime help out a great cause, it helps our holiday spirit as well. Donate today to the Salvation Army Red Kettle Campaign at KXNO.com. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. The Saints, second down and ten. Beathard out of the backfield, has time, and will rip this downfield, and the jump ball caught. Bourne catches as time expires. Just fun to see that. Doesn't make a difference. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or Iowa URO. At Prairie Trail. AFC North on the menu tonight. It's the Steelers. It's the Bengals. It's a big number. 12? 13. 13. Steelers favored 13 in this football game. Mr. Monday Night, what are you going to do? Mr. Monday Night loves the dogs, usually. Not tonight. Pittsburgh bounces back. They, they need have been to. awful. Yep. They got the mini buy, though. They're going to play like it. They're going to come out. They're going to dominate this football game. I don't think this, the Bengals can score. No. This is 27-3, mm-hmm. 28-10, dominating, end of cover. Boy, I hate, I hate laying big numbers in the NFL. <laughs> Mr. Monday Night's going to give it a shot, though, tonight. I hate uh, football games that get out of hand, especially when there's only two Monday nights left. But we'll be there till the bitter end. We'll be back tomorrow. Murph and Annie at 2, the Fanatics at 4. I assume uh, the Iowa State Coaches Show goes tonight at 6.30 as it normally does. And then tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., the Morning Rush will be back on these very airwaves. We're Miller and Condon. We're here every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon, talking local sports with you on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.